Governor Office CEO and the Blue Collar Worker. This is the Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Israel's military has launched an expanded ground operation, signaling it is moving closer to an all-out invasion of the Gaza Strip. Here's correspondent Mimi Montgomery. In a briefing, IDF spokesperson Daniel Hagari confirms that Israeli forces are expanding ground operations in the Gaza Strip. Gaza. Israel says infantry and armored vehicles on the ground are backed by strikes from the air and sea, including attacks on Hamas tunnels, a key target in Israel's campaign to crush the territory's rulers. The announcement of expanded operations comes after the knocking out of communications in Gaza. That is correspondent Mimi Montgomery reporting. The Republican National Committee has changed its lineup to include the Republican Jewish Coalition as a co-moderator of the next GOP presidential debate. This is SRN News. C.S. Lewis once said, education without values seems to make man a more clever devil. A Christian education is the solution to this problem and can be yours for half price for your child's first year. TwinCitiesTuitions.com and area schools are working together to make this a reality for families just like yours. Now you can equip your child with the knowledge and moral foundation needed for them to make an impact in today's world. To see the full list of participating half-off tuition institutions, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. The government is spying on you. No surprise, I know. But did you know the banks are helping them? And did you know that withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Let Swiss America educate you about this. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government, and they report any behavior they think is suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read The Secret War on Cash from Swiss America. This new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. This war on cash is growing daily, and it also includes all forms of digital money. So please, get and read The Secret War on Cash free by calling or texting right now at 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. Message and data rates may apply. Overcoming debt can be daunting. Whether your debt is manageable or has six zeros behind it, there's hope. Tune in to The Ramsey Show for a common-sense approach to breaking free from debt, building wealth, and enhancing your life. For decades, Dave has been helping people take control of their financial lives, one baby step at a time. So listen to The Ramsey Show. You may just hear a caller story similar to your own. Weekdays from 1 p.m. to 4 on The Biz 1440. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. The process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. If you're going to fix complicated problems, you have to learn how to fix simple problems first. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Wouldn't you know you go with the uh, 
surfy music uh, on the uh, on what I call Freedom from Ragweed Day. Uh, <laughs> welcome, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440, uh, 25 degrees up here in uh, St. Cloud, where I'm talking to you through the mothership down there in Egan and Golden Valley. Uh, but uh, happy to be with you um, on uh, on a day where uh, we just had the first uh, the first night of the World Series. Uh, we have uh, the Federal Reserve with everybody having to button their lips for for ten days in the middle of their quiet period. We were just talking uh, pre-show. Spencer and I were talking about the fact that uh, next week will be Jobs Saturday and also FOMC Saturday. <laughs> so. We're going to be looking for like three to four hours of showtime to compress into two hours. That should be fun. Um, anyway, it should be it should be a, a good show next week. But this week, what have we got for you? The GDP report came out this week and took everybody by surprise. It shouldn't have. It is. It has good news in it for sure. It certainly buries the idea that there's a recession that's going to be called sometime in 2023. That's gone. Indeed, I'm willing to say at this point, we may get a recession in the first half of 2024, but if we do, you won't know about it till 2025 because certainly the National Bureau for Economic Research is not going to announce a recession in the middle of a presidential campaign. Um, they will say, oh, no, we pay no attention to politics. Mm, no, they do. I'm sorry. I'm an academic economist. I'm also a, I'm also a recovering politician. Uh, and I will tell you, um, there would be phone calls um, that would, would occur. There would be, there'd be calls made. Intermediaries would be found to reach out to members of the, the uh, Business Cycle Dating Committee to tell them not to call it. But a, a top-line number, a top-line number for this quarter of 4.9% GDP growth is all anyone wants to talk about right now. And like, oh, my gosh, look at this. Look at this. Um, there is Not only is there no recession, you guys that have been rooting for a recession have to be quiet now. So I'm going to take there – I'm going to take out – some of the tools that we have used in the past because I don't want you to think I'm doing anything that's special pleading in where, wherein I say this number isn't as good as that 4.9% top line number would make you think. There are a number of special factors that we have talked about before. So I'm going to tell you, go, go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com Get the podcast, go back and listen to when we've done GDP shows. You can tell because we pretty clearly label our archives um, to tell you when we did a show discussing GDP. Guess what? It's quarterly data, so you can find four of these a year. We never miss talking about a GDP report. And I will tell you as well that in, in that you will see that I have pointed out a number of that you should always follow to get sort of a baseline trend. I, in fact, have used this particular number to give eight to be my starter for the next forecast of GDP. 
What's that number? You will hear me say in past episodes, I look at final sales to domestic purchasers. What's the difference between GDP and final sales to domestic purchasers? Simple. It subtracts out the it subtracts out the impact on GDP from adding or subtracting inventory. Because inventory sometimes inventory gains are in fact something you plan. You build up a stock of goods to sell in a future quarter. But most of the time that that addition or subtraction of inventory investment to GDP is unplanned and likely to reverse in the following quarter or two. So when you so in other words if I can do this as an equation for you the growth rate of GDP or, or the total dollar change in GDP from one quarter to the next will be equal to the dollar change of final sales for to domestic purchasers plus the dollar change in inventories held by the private sector by private sector firms okay that's the equation and and so if you're a mathematical mind you might have little deltas in front of those okay that's great that's exactly the equation i'm describing if you were in my classroom and i was drawing on the on the i was writing this on a blackboard yes i still use black hey, they're whiteboards now it's very hard to find a classroom that actually has chalk um I was going to do a disquisition on chalk, but I don't want to lose this point. If I was drawing this for you on the board, I would have an equation up here that would just have GDP on one side, equal then an equal sign, and then final sales to domestic purchasers and inventory investment. Got that? Okay. So let's go to the numbers. If I go to the GDP report, and I'm just telling you to, I'll even tell you, was published Thursday. You go to BEA.gov. You can find the links to us on Twitter. Go to go to page eight of the report. It's table two. All right. I'm gonna walk you down. I'm gonna walk you to the two points I'm looking at. Four point nine stands at the top, right? Percent change in annual rate of GDP. If I scroll down and find the change in investments. Okay. Change in private private inventories is line 40. It reads 1.32. That number means that of the 4.9% increase in real GDP, 1.3 percentage points of it came out of the change in private inventories. Meaning that the act the number for final sales should be Therefore, if you've listened to my equation, say, well, that would mean that that number should be 3.6 or 3.5. And if I scroll down, if, if, I, if I then go back up to table one and I look, for, look at line 29, there it is, final sales of domestic product, I find 3.5%, right in line with what people expected. That does not mean that people didn't have built into their forecast changes in inventory. They might have. 
But I will tell you right now, when I do a forecast of GDP, like a near-term, now-casty kind of thing, I never try to figure out what inventory change is going to be because it's a fool's errand. You you just won't know. You, you, you don't have... You likely don't have any good feel for that, except for this. If your number was really, really high in one period, you can kind of guess that you're going to get some runoff of inventory in the next quarter or two. So if I go and look at what happened in inventories um, in that in this period, the previous month was was a zero. The previous quarter, Q2 was a zero. If I go to Q1, Q1 had inventory change of a negative 2.22. And it, meaning that my, my number for, for final sales for, to domestic purchasers um, was a substantial 3.8% versus three, uh, final sales domestic product was 4.6%. So the last three quarters of final sales... 4.6, 2.1, in a much tighter range, but confirming that this is this 3% economy that we have right now has been pretty consistent over the, all of 2023 so far. Now, let me be clear. I'm not saying these data to tell you that we got the forecast right, it's just that the numbers are wrong. No. We said there'd be a at, at the beginning of this year. I told you there's going to be a recession in the second half of this year. There's no now. I'm going to say uh, not going to happen. There's a lot of uh, talk about well, this is one time stuff. So maybe so the fourth quarter is going to be really really weak as a result. Maybe maybe not. But here's what we knew: we knew that inventories were drawn down dramatically in early in the early part of this year that net let me go back and read that again that change in private inventories in q1 they drew down inventories made a contribution of a negative 2.2 to gdp now you would have said that means that the next number should be up a little bit and i'm willing to bet if you go back and listen to our show where we did the gdp report in april which would have been the last weekend of april so go back there and listen. I don't recall. I didn't go back to listen to what I said, but I'm pretty sure I would have said you could expect some improvement in Q2 GDP because you would make some of that up. But if you just look at the numbers, right, they just bop up and down, up and down, up and down. And inventory changes in this particular cycle have been huge. Have been huge. And some of it is making up because you've got lots of lots of orders that you're working hard to fill. And all of a sudden, the order stream turns off, then turns on. Sometimes you've got excess inventory. Sometimes you've got supply chain problems. Sometimes you've got labor shortages. One of the things I was talking to a local business leader in the community at a, at a Rotary event this week. And he told me, he says, I'm, he was He's on a, he's on the board of some business. He's he's on their their board of advisors or board of trustees. And they're looking at some of their data and some of their sales were soft in the middle of the year. And and he says, you know, so what are you working on here? 
And they came up to me and he says, says, one thing I'm not hearing is that you're not going to drop workers. And the reply, the reply from the management was, it is so hard for us to find new workers. We know we don't have enough work to keep them working all 40 hours, but we don't want to lose them. So we're just finding things for them to do. And that could include even building on inventory. Lots of storytelling going on to try to explain this particular factor. But, okay, so this is the first fact out of the GDP report. The 4.9 number is realistically something closer to the 3 to 3.5 that had been predicted. Or if you really feel like, say, no 4.9 is the real number, because it is. It's the, it's the actual number. Um, then let me remind you, everyone was making fun of the fact that uh, at the last moment, the GDP now forecast from the from the Atlanta Fed was four point eight percent. So at least for at least for this week, Atlanta Fed wins, which is kind kind of uh, kind of fun to watch uh, the uh, other fifty people, uh, the other fifty forecasters uh, in the blue chip forecast. Look at them and go, huh. But a lot of that's inventory change, and and, and if you just rely on that you think to yourself, well, the next numbers are likely to be much less than that 4.9. We're not in a 4% world, but certainly think we're maybe in a 3% world. Let me take a break here. We'll be back after these messages. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio monthly for connection. If you value this station, help ensure it stays in vehicles for the next generation by visiting dependonam.com. The ruling on the field stands. You can register as an organ donor regardless of your age or health. Even people with conditions like diabetes, high blood pressure, hepatitis, or cancer can donate. And age is not a factor. The oldest organ donor ever was 95. Don't fumble your chance to save lives. Get the facts and register as an organ donor today at life-source.org. That's life-source.org. Sponsored by LifeSource, this station, and the Minnesota Broadcasters Association. The government is spying on you. No surprise, I know. But did you know the banks are helping them? And did you know that withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Let Swiss America educate you about this. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government, and they report any behavior they think is suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read The Secret War on Cash from Swiss America. This new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. This war on cash is growing daily, and it also includes all forms of digital money. So please, get and read The Secret War on Cash free by calling or texting right now at 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. Message and data rates may apply. Get ready for an unforgettable night of laughter with hilarious comedian Jeff Allen. I married a tough one. Tammy's a tough woman. First thing she did when we got married was take my spine away from me. She keeps it in her purse. Don't miss your chance to see Jeff Allen's Are We There Yet comedy tour. Three o'clock in the morning. I heard a noise. Here's your spine. Go down and see what it was. 
Comedian Jeff Allen will be in town on Thursday, November 16th, and you can save up to $10 per ticket. Just visit TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. The Ramsey Show. I found a job that's very rewarding, but they're going to work me like a dog. It's a 70-hour work week. 70 hours a week. Man's not, woman's not created to work like that. Indefinite? Yeah, that's an indefinite situation. You married? I am not married. You won't be. Yeah. You could do it for a short term. Don't sell out for something that just looks good. It's got to be good in all aspects. Make your first million. Listen to The Ramsey Show, live this afternoon from 1 to 4. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Welcome back, King Banging Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. 651 289 4477. Number to call with questions and comments. 651 289 4477. Thank you for uh, being part of us today. Um, the golf course is closed. In fact, I got a, I got a text. Let me uh, see if I can find this text. Um, I always dislike the first weekend the course is closed as I do not know what to do with myself. Man, I feel that. Um, I, I'll probably end up doing a lot of work here in the office afterward because uh, I, I can't. Um, Managed to play on the last day the course was open. Uh, yesterday was the first day where it's like, hmm, this would have been a little tough, and today would have been absolutely a no-go um, because uh, there's frost all over the courses all over here in uh, central Minnesota. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Not that you care. But, and besides which, we got World Series baseball. So, hey, we got things to do. It'll be fun. Uh, we talk about the GDP report this hour. We are talking about um, – we, we've talked about the first – element of this which is which is that inventory cha- change was positive and contributed about one point about one third of the gain well, one quarter to one third about 30 percent of the gain to uh to that number so it's a little i would argue un, not inflated doesn't mean they that doesn't mean they played any gains with the number it just means that the less the next four point nine is likely to be the high number because inventory changes typically are self reversing. And so we're likely to see next quarter where the GDP number that gets reported will be less than gross domestic purchase gross final sales of domestic product because final sales will include some of that inventory that was built in the previous quarter. The other piece that was pretty high um, that a lot of people glommed onto was what happened with uh, what happened with personal consumption expenditures. They were up two point six nine percent, of which I think I should point out one point six two percent contribution of that. So I'm sorry, they, and so I shouldn't say they were up two point seven percent. Personal consumption expenditures rose a healthy four percent. Including, including a seven point six percent gain in durable goods after a slightly negative reading in Q two, 
but a very, very positive reading in Q1. Um, that number was strong. Inventories, inventory gain was strong, but the biggest issue in inventory gain was the fact that we still have, despite higher interest rates, we still saw in this quarter a positive number for residential investment, meaning housing. So there was a slightly positive number after four, five, six, seven, eight, nine quarters. Is that right? Nine quarters in a row of negative residential investment um, in the last nine quarters. This is the first one in 10. Um, nonetheless, I do. I believe that you're seeing houses built because there's such a shortage of available housing. And so people are saying, well, how can house prices still be so high? Well, they're, they're high because a lot of people are looking and saying, I don't want to put my house on the market because if I put my house on the market, I need someplace else to live. All the other houses are high in price and I'm going to have to pay a mortgage rate that's around 8% versus the mortgage I have now, which is at 3%. I'm not I'm not going to do that. I would rather invest in improving the house I have now and not giving up that 3% mortgage. So it's a bit of a surprise. I don't think it's that big a surprise. I think the place to look at which is which is worth a a, a moment of our time is to look at what's happening in terms of of that durable goods and some of the services uh, contribution that happened. So motor vehicles and parts were up for contributed a very small amount, less than one, less than uh, 0.5, 0.05% to the gain. So virtually nothing gained from durables, virtually nothing gained from other durables. Um, the thing that has been contributing throughout 2023 has been Recreational goods and vehicles, people are still in the process of buying motorcycles, boats, RVs, things like that, so that they can they can you know, enjoy the outdoors and, and are still in that in that mode. What I thought was more interesting was that the category of non of um, other non-durable goods, if I look at that, I'm going to highlight that on my screen. Um, if I go look at that, that's the area, not, excuse me, other non-durable goods. That number is up by as much as it has since the second quarter of 2022. Now, uh, I see second quarter of 2021. Here's the, here's what's in there, right? These are the types of goods that this excludes food and beverages, Clothing and footwear, gasoline and other energy goods. Gasoline actually was a negative contributor in Q3. Uh, but that other non-durable goods up at 0.38, my, my thought is this is where you end up with the things you're using in recreation. So along with the recreational things, you're also buying, um, well, in my case, because I lose so many of them, golf balls, Right. Those are non-durable goods. Those in the other non-durable good category. But things like that are there. And the reason I think that is if I go down then 
and look at transportation services uh, on my chart. That contributed at one third of one percent of GDP. Uh, and I look at um, and I look at recreation services. Those were pretty much slightly positive. Um, and then another substantial contribution from food services and accommodations. Restaurants and hotels contributed a quarter percent to GDP just by themselves from us buying their services made a contribution to that. In other words, there's still plenty of connection here to the story that we've had, which is which is that people had savings. They've dug into those savings to support additional consumption. We're going to talk uh, here later in the hour about what happened in the personal consumption, uh, the consumption and income report, which came out Friday versus the GDP report on Thursday, which shed a little more light on the personal savings rate continuing to f- continuing to fall, although hanging in around three percent, three and a half percent of GDP. Uh, not not a uh, not completely out of hand, but anyway, those numbers are are pretty strong. I think the so I think the consumption side was a substantial contributor. There's been talk while well, they can't continue to do this. I'm going to tell you to discount that stuff. That's them imposing their view of what the macro economy is going to do because they're invested in having GDP fall, you know, to try to make their forecast turn out right. They 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 just want the economy to start dropping so they can just say, well, the recession came but it was a quarter later or two quarters later than I thought. I'm not willing to go there anymore. I was willing to think that a month or two ago, but I'm now first of all I don't have any reason to believe that's right. I don't see what the the emergency is that would cause a sudden stop in consumption. You get sudden stops in investment. You typically don't get sudden stops in consumption, save for a, a shelter in a shelter at home order during a pandemic. You don't get that, and so I don't see consumption slowing down that much. And I'm going to read you. Those con- con- those contribution numbers for the last quarter, for the last four quarters, Q four twenty two point seven nine, Q one of twenty three, two point five four, Q two point zero point five five, Q three two point six nine. So two of the last three quarters, much of the gain was contributed by consumption. Will we get a lower number in the next quarter? Yeah, probably, but then based on the pattern we've seen, you have to think that you're still going to get 1.5% to 2% growth in that's coming just out of consumption. So that means that the next thing we have to look at is an investment, and we're going to do that right after these messages. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. <laughs> This is an urgent.
urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News and World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-901-5563. 800-901-5563. That's 800-901-5563. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. The Biz 1440. 651... Why did I blank on the number? 651-289-4477. Wow. 651-289-4477. Sorry about that. All of a sudden my brain caught. Why? Because I was trying to check on something. I want to talk about this a little bit. Maybe a little later in the show. But... Uh, maybe I'll do that. But uh, uh, Ken and Champlin asked on Twitter, is this the time of year you would expect inventory to rise in preparation for holiday spending? Yes. And then he says, is there a seasonal adjustment for that? Yes. 
Yes, there is. Both the Bureau of Economic Analysis and the Bureau of Labor Statistics and most other bureaus in the, in the government use a, a, a methodology to seasonally adjust their data that's created by the census. It's gone through a number of iterations called Census X11, Census X12. They're now on Census X13. Um, it is... Um, it is something that um, I have I have taught it a couple times when I've taught forecasting to uh, graduate students. Uh, I've stopped doing that simply because um, there are other things I need to teach, and I think that the I think that the uh, methodology paper that's at the BEA's website is is good enough to do that for you. But I'm going to mention the fact uh, that uh, C, uh, the um, the uh, uh, they've updated their seasonal factors. Um, they update seasonal factors every year, or at least B, BLS does. And there's some question about whether updated updating these to use the data of the pandemic actually makes a lot of sense and that's going to come into play later however but so there's so seasonal adjustment is on under the microscope right now thanks to some work that's been done by the nobel economist paul romer um and we're going to talk we're going to actually play some clips of paul romer a little bit later about that so hold on to that that probably is an hour or two things i've got to explain why why romer is saying some of the things he's saying Paul Romer's a super smart guy. I mean, he's not just a Nobel laureate economist, but there's some. No, but in the if you just took the list of people who won the Nobel Prize and then sort of try to figure out these people are all really smart, but which ones are smarter than the others? Paul Romer would be at the top of the list, top of the ranking of smart. Okay, I just the guys, the guy, some of the things he's written, you just look, goodness, that's that's brilliant. Why didn't I think of that? Um, so anyway, let me, um, let me, uh, let me turn back to, uh, to where I was going here. We said we were going to turn back to investment to look to see what had happened here. As I mentioned before, in, if I, if I look at the data on investment, it looks like investment went up. If you just take the raw data and just take the four categories, in your principles of economics course, if you took that course, you'd remember an equation. Hey, two equations in one hour. What's going on? Um, of y equals c plus i plus g plus nx, right? That says y, which is output or income or GDP or what have you. The c for consumption, the i for investment, the g for government spending, and nx for net exports, exports minus imports. That's a fundamental identity of how you measure and measure GDP. And so, what I've done so far in the hour has been using that method, that method, that that identity, to try to break out how much of the gain is coming from from out from from consumption. If I look at how much is coming from investment. The problem is the investment number includes changes in net inventories because GDP accounting treats it changing your inventories as the firm investing in stock 
to sell in a future period because it wants to have GDP measure output in a in a period of time. It has to count inventories somehow, but you can't count them as consumption because there's no consumption yet. And if you count them as consumption later, then you've either made a mess of trying to figure out how much output was in a particular period, or you'll end up double counting goods that are produced in one period and then consumed in another period. So, very short explanation. Usually I take about five minutes for that in a class. Um, and, 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 but here's the, here's the thing to pay attention to. If I take that number out, I now have what's called fixed investment, which the Bureau of Economic Analysis divides into two parts. One, residential, meaning housing investment, and then the other, which is called non-residential, or I think of it as being business investment. Okay? Um, structures, equipment, and, sh- and so forth. If I look at the data for fixed investment, it was virtually flat in the third quarter. In other words, the kind of thing you'd expect in, with higher interest rates where you would be trying to drive you would expect that to drive investment to negative is getting there. It's almost there. Um, it's been 0.53 in the first quarter, 0.90 in terms of the contribution. In the third quarter, the contribution was 0.15. If I, if I just give you growth rates uh, there per se, I think I can do that here. Um, my my non-residential investment was actually uh, 0.8 fixed non-residential fixed investment was excuse me minus 0.1 in the third quarter okay and that was largely because of a decline in equipment investment declined at a 3.8 percent annual rate in q3 so investment is doing exactly what you think it would do in a world with five percent with with a five and a half percent Fed funds rate. It's it's doing exactly what you would expect. Uh, everything else was kind of was kind of nothing. Net exports didn't have much. There's been there's been significant consumption. Yes, the government is spending more money. A lot of that is in transfer payments, which won't count to GDP. But the government also buys goods and services. Those get counted. That's the G in that equation. And it has given us significant contributions over the last five quarters. And the and the third quarter the third quarter twenty three number is is right there, uh, right there at that that particular level. Although that's not just coming out of the federal government, but because a lot of the bills previously passed transfer money to state and local governments who are. Who are putting out grants left and right. Uh, I know that from my university work because we apply for bunches of grants, and right now it is, it is a rich environment for, for, for grant writing uh, from, fed, from federal grants. Um, not as rich in the nonprofit world, not that, it's di- not, that, not that you can't find some, but um, it hasn't grown like the number of federal grants that are out there. There's a lot of work going in that in that area right now but um just in general uh we've seen uh, national defense spending national defense spending rise 
a little more, con- contributed a substantial amount. Anyway, if you take that all together, the only way GDP is going to plunge in Q4 and 24Q1 is going to have to be either a complete collapse in business investment or the consumer stops spending. And again, I, I tell you, I don't see how that happens. Consumption spending typically goes on a slower move. So either you have to have a stop in business investment, and it's already at a level that is relatively flat, okay, or we're going to have to see, or or we're going to end up saying probably no recession to be found in the fourth quarter and likely not one the first quarter of 24. I still see a slowdown coming. I still can't. I can't imagine interest rates staying this high, but I think they stay high for a substantial period of time and that the market is gradually adjusting to that, not adjusting all at once. Indeed, I'll read you something. I t- posted this to you on Twitter at uh, using the hashtag um, pound KBRS. I posted this last night. Um, this is from the New York Times. Uh, uh, an explainer that uh, Joe Renison wrote about the about the bond about the bond market, um, talking about stubborn inflation and the fact that that rates look like they're going to be higher for longer. Um, in the tweet, I clipped out this piece. At the end of June, investors put a roughly sixty six percent chance that the Fed's policy rate would end next year, twenty twenty four at least 1.25 points below where it is now according to CME FedWatch the the FOMC watch that I that I talked to you a lot that probability has since fallen to 10%. Okay. It's gone so the market is adjusting to a world in which interest rates are going to be higher for longer. That, I think, is going to be first felt in in fixed investment. And I do think that that means GDP is going to decline. I just don't, I just think that adjustment is happening more slowly and is being masked by the fact that people are still spending at fairly high rates. Let me take a break here. When I come back, I want to look at the that consumption and income report that we got Friday to talk about what more we can learn from there about about uh, how people are spending the, the King Banyan show on the biz 1440 it seems like every day economic news gets more and more sketchy we're already seeing huge volatility in the stock market and a rapid erosion in the value of the U.S. dollar. But this time, an economic downturn could happen faster than you ever imagined. Direct Bullion USA, America's number one precious metals company, wants to let you know that now is the time to take actions that may help protect and secure your portfolio with physical precious metals. Want to help protect your hard-earned money before it's too late? Call Direct Bullion USA 
today at 888-787-GOLD and get your free gold investor kit today. Don't wait. Call Direct Bullion USA now at 888-787-4653 and get your free gold and silver survival kit. With all of the uncertainty of a world gone mad, you can take control of your financial future with one call to Direct Bullion USA. Call us now at 888-787-4653. That's 888-787-GOLD. What is your healing power? Maybe your healing power is helping veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, depression, anxiety, or loneliness. Is your healing power a simple, heartfelt letter or being a volunteer? It is estimated that over a half a million current warfighters will return from service diagnosed with PTSD and 22 veterans will commit suicide every day. Our veterans have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. At HealVets.org, you can find out more about the healing power of pen pals, volunteers, therapy kits, and more. Discover your healing power at HealVets.org. Help Heal Veterans, together with you, has been helping one recovering veteran at a time. We are helping veterans heal together. What is your healing power? To find out about your power, visit HealVets.org. This PSA is sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. You're not going to like my answer, Daryl. Oh, boy. Number one, either your house sells or you cut bait. I wouldn't close on the deal unless the other one's gone. Got it. What I am just describing is very emotional because what I just did is I stuck a pin in your dream and blew it up. And that is heartbreaking. I never tell people to own two houses at once. One foot on the boat, one on the dock, the dock's leaving. Your butt's going to get wet. Break free from debt with The Ramsey Show. Weekday afternoons, 1 to 4. Live on the Biz 1440. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. The right to the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's Bearing Arms. Dot com. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Got me to snap my fingers a little. That's good. Uh, 651-289-4477, the number to call with questions and comments. Let me... Let me dig back into uh, into this piece about personal personal income and outlays. Um, I was um, I was struck by uh, some of the commentary yesterday. Uh, the chief economist at T. Rowe Price, whose name is Blarina Yuruchi, was on um, I believe this was on Yahoo Finance, uh, talking about talking about uh, this report. In fact, I'm going to play her first, and then I'm going to play. Um, I'm going to play, uh, I'm going to talk about this a little bit. Um, so she was talking about, um, she was talking about this, the personal consumption piece. Let's play uh, cut number nine, please. So currently the market is pricing that cuts from the Fed will start in the middle of next year. I think this is too soon and Fed communication 
will probably push back against that. But more importantly, as the economy remains resilient, I think market probabilities for next year will push those cuts further back too. And I, I, this is what something I think if you listen to the show, you'd have to say, I've been telling you for some time, the Fed is going to keep the, wherever that terminal rate is, if it's here or if they do one more rise, raise, I'm now inclined to think probably they won't. But I would be shocked because uh, I haven't talked to you about the inflation numbers embedded in this report yet. And I will next hour. That's the next hour's job. But but I think they're going to I, I do think um, I do think they're going to do this. But let me continue with this cut number 10. The first impression that I have is that forecasting is really difficult be that yes. economist or market <laughs> pricing. We get it wrong all the time. And so let's be humble about it and let's admit where do we have more visibility. Right now, we look at economic data. The U.S. consumer is very resilient. Uh, their balance sheets are strong. Employment growth is solid. So that means to me no imminent recession risks. So at least I have more confidence six months out that the U.S. economy is not going to slide into a recession. And so that should translate into a Fed that does not cut interest rates as fast as the market is expected right now. Okay, so so she's saying they'll stay high as long as they don't get a recession. There's a lot of discussion about the fact, and we'll have this in the next hour from Paul Romer, who says, says well, they actually need to start cutting now, uh, which, I, which, which is interesting. Again, I think he's a pretty sharp guy. Um, but, I want you, but I want you to listen to this last point because I was like, up to that point, I'm like, oh, I really like what I'm hearing here. And then I hear this, cut 11. And ultimately what matters for the U.S. consumer is the labor market and whether we're seeing continued increases in employment. So employment growth is strong, and that helps to deliver solid aggregate income growth. And, and that's what's supporting consumption right now. The other thing is inflation is coming down. So real disposable income has also improved in recent months. And that last point was where you lost me. In the, per, in the personal consumption and income report, your personal income and outlays published about two hours before she's speaking or three hours before she's speaking. Um, you could have gone and looked. Real disposable personal income, the third line. In 2023 from versus preceding month, negative um, 0.2. August, negative 0.1. September, negative 0.1. Even though the last two numbers in, in nominal terms was up 0.3 and up 0.3, because of inflation, the wage gains that, that she's describing have not kept up, so disposable personal income is still falling and has for a while. Okay? And, and, and when it comes to inflation, personal consumption expenditure, inflation over, over uh, the, the uh, trailing 12-month average on an annualized basis, 3.4, 3.4, 3.4 headline, excluding food and energy, 4.3, 3.8, 3.7. And then if I 
if I go to look at, um, I've got to find the uh, the clip here. Um, that uh, Supercore, the number Supercore services. So this is services. This is services inflation, removing the housing component and so forth. Housing component. If I look at those those numbers, um, is up. Uh, that's food, energy, housing. It was up four tenths in the month and four point three percent versus a year ago. That's down less than a percentage point from the five point two percent peak in October of twenty twenty two, as Brian Westbury and uh, and Robert Stein point out, or Bob Stein point out on on uh, at their first trust blog that I tweeted to you yesterday using the hashtag pound KBRS. So here's the transition to my to the piece I need to talk about next hour. The inflation data in this report shouldn't make anybody think the Fed's going to not cut soon. For Yurichi, it's all about it's all about well they're going to keep rates high until they see the economy weaken. Okay? For some people it's cut rates now before the economy weakens. But the inflation story simply isn't over yet. And we're going to talk in the next hour about the fact that you can't sort of you can't sort of wave a wave the flag the banner and say hey we beat inflation yet some people seem to want to say that and we're going to talk some more about interest rates too super interesting comments from uh, Lael Brainerd formerly of the Fed and now at the National Economic Council coming up next hour of the King Banyan show on the biz 1440 summer means road construction in Minnesota if you're behind the wheel, work zone safety is part of your job, too. Slow down in work zones. Remember, slower speeds save lives. Put away distractions and keep your eyes focused on the road. Move over when you can to give crews more room to work. When we all work together, everyone gets home safely. This message brought to you by the Minnesota Department of Transportation, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Raising a family can be tough, but sometimes you just got to laugh. Teenagers. But I believe personally teenagers are God's revenge on mankind. In order to provide some levity in the midst of life's chaos, AM 980 The Mission is hosting comedian Jeff Allen on November 16th at Celebration Church in Lakeville. One day God was looking down over his creation and just said, let's see how they like it to create someone of their own image who denies their existence. Jeff's stories are hysterical, and his testimony is deeply inspiring. Don't miss your chance to see Jeff in person. I have read the Bible more than once, cover to cover, and it never says how old the devil was when he rejected God's authority. My guest, 16. Comedy Night is sponsored by Mathnasium, the math learning center. Visit am980themission.com to buy tickets today and save up to $10 per ticket. Devil got his driver's license and drove to Georgia. That's all I know. Are you tired of going online every day and getting news meant to make you afraid and anxious? And all that meaningless celebrity gossip fighting for your attention? Want something different? Something positive? Make your homepage Christianity.com. Replace the bad news and fake news with the good news. The life-changing gospel truth meant to encourage your daily walk with Christ. With daily devotionals, answers to life's tough questions, and meaningful Bible study from your favorite pastors and authors on today's current events and issues, you now have a homepage that reflects your life and your faith. 
Don't settle for the negativity and superficiality that the rest of the Internet offers. Instead, choose a homepage that will uplift you and strengthen your faith. Join the thousands of others who have made the switch to Christianity.com and experience the difference that good news can make in your life. Don't wait any longer to make a change. Choose Christianity.com as your homepage today and embrace the positivity and inspiration that comes with the good news of Jesus Christ. You need to call the police and you need to call your father. And you need to get you and your son away from this guy. We're going to remove the trespasser. I want to fix it. That's why I want to sell my home and I just want to be no, able to No, 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 honey, honey, we don't need to call a realtor. We need to get the boyfriend out of the house and that's going to involve the police. You and your son are in danger. You have to get away from this guy. Listen, you are worth being okay. Direct, honest, helpful. The Ramsey Show, live on the Biz 1440. Weekdays 1 to 4. Common Sense Business Talk.